Happy Monday. Welcome back to All Over the Place with Lane Fable. I'm your host, Lane Fable, and I'm here to read you another horror dating story. Um, I love these, and maybe it's because they're not my own, but I find it so, so incredibly entertaining to hear you guys explain these. And I low-key, I would love nothing more to have the opposite side of the story come on. Not that that's realistic, but I can only imagine. Well, I know there's two sides to every story. Uh, This one that I'm about to read you guys, I don't care. There's only one right side. Um, But let me know in the comments on the Instagram or if you use Spotify, the little Q&A, if you scroll down under the episode, what you think of this story. I just truly believe that fact is stranger than fiction. All right, and unlike last week's episode, this story I've heard before, but it's been, I want to say, a week and a half and my memory shot, so I'm basically like rereading this for the first time. But this is what spawned the entire idea of you guys sending in stories and me reading them to you for some Monday entertainment or whatever day of the week you're listening Here we go. She says, the following recap is based on a series of true events that happened to me. I prefer to remain anonymous, and so I've changed out the names and places for the sake of anonymity, but all details outside of that remain 100% true. I love that you wrote this as like a crime podcast. I love you. This is a story about... (laughs) I just almost started reading that in um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. This is a story all about how I fell into dating a con artist. Though it may be a Netflix-worthy story, Q Twinder Swindler slash Inventing Anna, it certainly left me with some newfound wisdom and how to spot a phony and an overall amusing story to share with friends over a drink. It all began when I was living my best single and carefree life in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I had originally moved into my apartment with a roommate, but we eventually parted ways and I was pressed to find a new way to cover my rent solo. So I made the best decision available to me at the time and decided to rent my spare bedroom on Airbnb. I proceeded with caution and after a few months of hosting people from all walks of life, I grew more and more comfortable with the small business I was running. That is until I met Adam. Adam checked into my apartment at the start of the new year. I greeted him, as I did all of my guests, by giving him a tour of the apartment, making sure he was settled, and felt at home. He mentioned he was visiting from out of state and that this was his first time in New York City. He booked my place so he could do some apartment hunting as he just landed a job on Wall Street. Nothing alarming came out of our first encounter, and within a few days, Adam checked out. Adam and I stayed in touch following his visit as he would frequently text me to ask for New York City restaurant recommendations, where to take his clients out for meetings, and a few other random questions. Over time, our purely transactional relationship began to take shape of a pen palship. We shared stories about our humorous everyday encounters in New York City and the culture shock he had experienced having come from a very small town in the Deep South. I began to open up as our friendship blossomed and shared more about my personal life. I told him I was feeling anxious because I just applied to my dream graduate school and was awaiting a decision. As a way to calm my anxieties, he invited me out for drinks. Drinks went fine and we kept things very platonic and continued to stay in touch. Shortly after our meetup, I received my acceptance letter into my dream school and shared the news with Adam. Adam was happy to share in my excitement and told me he wanted to take me out to a very nice dinner to celebrate his treat. 
We ended up going to a three Michelin star dinner in the city. Goddamn. It was, <laughs> sorry, my interjections. I just, I can't, I can't help it. It was a night full of caviar, champagne, and foie gras. Essentially, my version of heaven on earth. Once the bill came following our meal, Adam looked over at me and without batting an eye said, do not be alarmed and proceeded to whip out a fat stack of Benjamins held together by a rubber band from his coat breast pocket. I found this a bit strange. I mean, who carries that much cash on them, let alone wrapped up by a rubber band, I thought, but decided to let it go and not dig deeper given his very generous gesture to treat me. Following that dinner, Adam and I had continued our platonic relationship, which slowly took a more romantic route. We began going out more, grabbing dinner, and talking pretty much every day. Once I left to go to grad school, he'd even fly out to come visit me on campus during the weekends. After a few weeks of this, we were pretty much going steady. And that's when I started to notice more red flags, but naively continued to suppress them as not to spoil a good thing. Until one day, I was catching up with Jeremiah over the phone. Jeremiah and I have been friends since kindergarten and pretty much knows everything about me. We were catching up and he began asking me about how my relationship with Adam was going. I'd never really talked to anyone about Adam given it was a new relationship and everything was still so fresh that I didn't want to jinx anything or have too many people sharing their unsolicited opinions of how I should be handling my life. But I engaged in the conversation with Jeremiah given our long-standing bond and started to describe how I was enjoying spending time with Adam but found a few of his behaviors a bit strange. I explained how Adam worked on Wall Street, but I found it odd that he never once was on his phone. Anyone I know who works in finance is always on their phone, whether it be texting, answering emails, taking calls, or just checking. I also found it weird that he would frequently extend his weekend stays when he would come to visit me on campus with little to no concern for having to miss out on a workday. Naturally, Jeremiah became alarmed with all of these details and asked me to provide any other weird things I had noticed about Adam. I went on to describe how I also found it strange that he always paid in cash and how that was different from most finance people I knew and how they had the tendency to pull out their titanium credit cards so quickly to show off. But Adam did not do that. Jeremiah said to me, with all of these red flags, how can you be so sure that Adam is who he says he is? With complete confidence, I told Jeremiah that I knew he was legitimate because not only had I been treated and witnessed all of the extravagant gifts and dinners he would give and take me to, but I'd also seen his apartment on Wall Street. So of course, he had to be a real person and telling the truth. But Jeremiah was not convinced. He urged me to go online and in search of the apartment that Adam claimed was his because he had an inkling that maybe he rented it on Airbnb. Knowing that he was familiar with the platform from the time that Adam rented my spare bedroom for a few days. I was very skeptical to take his advice, but after about a week of trying to shake off the feeling of said red flags, this small seed of doubt that he planted in my mind kept gradually growing. So I finally caved. I could no longer live with the doubt, and I began my search. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was sitting in the library with my good friend Sasha and scouring Airbnb for Adam's alleged fake apartment, page after page. My friend Sasha was very invested in this mission and was in agreement with Jeremiah's recommendation to investigate these red flags a little bit deeper. After about two hours of searching on Airbnb, I decided to call it quits. 
Nothing came up. Adam was legit. Everything was fine. But my friend Sasha was persistent and insisted we flip through two more pages of listings of apartments. And on our very last page of the search before calling off the mission, there it was. To my demise, right there in front of me on the screen was the exact same apartment that I was led to believe was Adam's. And I recognized even the art that was on the walls. I was so stunned I could hardly believe it. I called Jeremiah and he was elated that I had followed his instincts and we caught Adam red-handed. I naturally felt like a complete idiot because I hadn't trusted my instincts over the initial red flags and allowed myself to believe the fantasy that Adam was leading me to believe. Ultimately, I confronted Adam and allowed him the opportunity to be forthcoming and honest. Okay, so this is where I'm gonna interject because she told me a little bit more of this story. He was coming up for a weekend because this really stuck with me when she told me. He was coming up for another weekend and had, I think she had found this Airbnb listing that he claimed was his but wasn't on a Tuesday and he was coming up Thursday night or Friday. So she sat with this information. I mean, God bless. Like when you have this information, you you got to use it. You got to use it properly. You got to give them the chance to explain without just coming out of the gate. Like if she were to text him and blown up on him and called him and asked, I guarantee he would have either talked himself out of it and then just ghosted. But this is where you gotta, you know, girls and guys, listen, if you think someone's doing something to you and like you have an inkling or whatever, talk to them in person. Like I still think a phone call is better than texting, but you need to talk to somebody in person to get their facial expressions, their everything. Like It's just too easy to talk yourself out of something through text or the phone. You got to sit down in person. So she waits. He comes up to visit and they had, I guess, dinner plans and they go out and she's just, you know, trying to see how he's acting. I mean, he's acting like everything's fine, whatever. And I think afterwards they were in the car talking and this is when I'll go back to kind of what she was writing. Ultimately, I confronted Adam and allowed him the opportunity to be forthcoming and honest, but even in that instance of confrontation, he continued with a spew of lies. As she was asking him, like, questions, he was like, what are you talking about, blah, blah, blah. So she started with just being like, where do you work on Wall Street? Like, will you give me a name, like, whatever... I I just have this weird feeling that you don't work on Wall Street. Like, it doesn't make sense that you pay for everything in cash and... He shoes that away and tries to explain that away. But she's still sitting on the gold mine that is finding the place that he claimed was his apartment that was an Airbnb listing. And sure, some people maybe rent long-term rentals for Airbnb for like a month. Like when I was in Hawaii, we rented from Airbnb for a month or like a couple weeks. But if you're going to like, if you have a job in Manhattan, you're not renting from Airbnb, you're going to get a st- like an apartment if you're going to be there for at least a year, whatever. Then she's like, okay, well, do you have an email address? Anything you can prove to me that, you know, you actually work where you say you work? Like this is just not adding up. And he's like, what are you talking about? Gets all like kind of shady, <laughs> shadier. And he like pulls up a 
he pulls up like the like a like a website being like this is my boss but everybody knows that you can pull up anything on google and find a ceo's name she then is like okay well how do you explain the fact that i found what you said is your apartment on airbnb for rent and this is when she told me that they just sat there for two full minutes in silence and i don't know if you guys like I don't know how many minutes this podcast is in already. Two full minutes, two minutes seems like nothing. But when you're in an awkward situation and there is that deafening silence, two minutes, 120 seconds, feels like an absolute eternity. When she told me that, I was like, no, no, not two full minutes. And she's like, no, I watched the clock. It was two minutes of him not saying a single thing kind of just looking at the Airbnb listing, looking at the phone, I guess trying to figure out what he was going to try to come up with or say next. Then she says, we had several exchange of choice words. I said my piece to him and then I never spoke to him again. Until this day, my friends and I still have no idea what the guy really did to earn a living. Was he a drug lord, a pimp, a gangster? I don't know. But maybe someday Netflix will make a show about him and interview me. Moral of the story, ladies and gents, never trust a guy that pays only in cash. Yeah, if, if you get that like guttural feeling that someone's lying or there's just something off, don't overlook that. Like, I mean, I'm half talking to myself in the sense, but like, don't try to explain things away. Don't try to give them excuses like, oh, he probably just had this going on or he just would like, there are so many red flags that should not be ignored. And in this sense, like I, I don't remember exactly what she said that Adam had said to her. Oh, she's at work right now, but I want to call her. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Two is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Hey, hey, I know you're at work and you're busy, but I just finished recording the episode with your story about Adam, we'll call him, and I just had a few questions, like kind of follow-up questions, and I will tweak your voice so no one will know it's you. Um, but yeah, if you have a second, call me back. I, it, the story was just as entertaining as the first time you told me. So thank you for putting that all into writing for me. And, uh, yeah, call me back whenever you get out of work or you have a minute. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Well, if she does end up being able to call back, I will obviously put that in here. And if not, that just means that she's like, nah, I don't want my voice in it, which is completely fine. These are meant to be anonymous. They are. I just love having that little extra touch of somebody giving you their raw emotion um, since they don't want to come in and have their voice on it. If, if this is the first episode you're listening to by some chance, make sure to go listen to the previous episode before this to hear some other absolutely crazy dating stories. Yeah, it's not meant to like scare people but it's also just such a reality that you have no idea who you're dating especially in a city like Manhattan or I guess last week's episode was not Manhattan they met in an airport which is honestly 
funny because we were joking that it's like ideal and this like rom-com story that you met in an airport bar but at the end of the day it's um it's alarming and you kind of you kind of appreciate when people are like no I know someone that knows someone that knows this person so they're not a complete stranger psychopathic liar let me know what you guys think of this episode and thank you for sending in your dating stories. I still have the Google form up. It'll be in the show notes if you guys want to send in some more and we'll have another episode. I wanted this one to be a standalone because it was another like lengthier one. I have a few more short stories that I can like throw into next week's episode. Let me know if that's something you guys are interested in. Um, as always, if you made it this far, I love you. Thank you for all of the support on the podcast or channel or Instagram, wherever you end up showing your love and support. I appreciate it so much. I'm always looking for recommendations of people you would like to hear on the podcast, who you'd like to see me do like a hot mess cooking show with on the channel, all of the above. Let me know. You can always reach out on Instagram. Podcast Instagram is all over the place mp3. And mine is just Lena Baina, my childhood nickname. I look forward to uh, hearing from you guys and I'll talk to you guys all next Monday. Mm-hmm.